Hello, everyone. I am back a bit sooner than I uh, realized. <laughs> I am currently sitting at home in my halfway dismembered apartment. Lots of stuff has been packed, or has been packed, lots of comic books and books in general. Drawing material is still left over, and uh, some action figures, you know, stuff like that. Some shelves I need to dismember and all that crap. Moving is going forward, however, a bit slow. Thankfully, I still have enough time to uh, get everything else done. Uh, while I was uh, sitting at home for this evening, it's currently um, it's 8.30 p.m. on a Saturday. Uh, it's uh, June... 17th, if you want to know, in case you're listening to this sometime in the future. Um, I've been known, or let's say infamous, on the internet to a handful of people out there who are listening to my channel, and I've been raging across the topic that men and women don't belong together, or at least don't work well together under the current circumstances of, well, social development in society, uh, development overall between men and women alike. And there are many, many reasons why this is the case. And sometimes if you go online and you look for articles, for blogs, or for uh, videos, if you will, which I don't like doing because it's most videos seem to be overblown these days. In uh, regard to this topic, I like to sit back sometimes and read about certain, let's say, overblown cliches or how uh, dating nowadays is being treated, uh, if people have success, and if so, uh, what they have, what kind of stories they have to, t uh, to tell, or uh, how single men and single women are being perceived in this day and age. And I have found an article that is, uh, it's not too old. It, it was published, I think, only online. I'm not sure if it was ever printed, but it was published in February this year on the 25th from an author who calls herself, if that name is probably, I think it's real. I, I don't know the person myself, but her name is Christina Klein. And she has been writing this blog, or at least this report, for a magazine called Stern. Now, in case you don't know this, uh, Stern, if you will, or Stern, to be more precise, is a magazine that used to be a bit more respected back in the day when they first uh, published their magazine and became a bit more famous. And they wanted to be independent reporters. Okay, unbiased, unfiltered, just telling the truth and being the edgy reporters, if you will. And that label has long surpassed the reality. In truth, the publisher is still or has become for many years now a, a typical writing machine for the mainstream media with popular opinion or opinions that need to be pushed onto people, like in many other countries as well. So I wouldn't really take them serious anymore. I have no respect for the publisher, so I don't care about these assholes. What I do care about, however, is this one article, for example, that is overblown uh, to some degree, because uh, Miss Klein here is writing about the so-called cliches that are still existing in men's heads when they're dating women. And my criticism with this article is that some of the portions in here, some of, of the claims are true, but I would be careful in calling them truth as, as a whole without being too critical about it or even asking yourself where this cliche might come from or if this cliché is maybe misinterpreted to be called cliché in the first place. And um, right off the bat, the first article, uh, the first 
part of text, the first topic in this article, is about cooking, funny enough. And um, the author is of the opinion that many men still have, or still are, of the opinion that a woman needs to cook, or should be able to cook. And uh, she claims that on many dating sites like Tinder and Bumble and so forth, which is also stuff that I wouldn't take serious at all, not even as a reference for an article like this, because I'll get to that later. The, the, the claim is men ask women often in, during the first interview, the first chat and um, discourse, if they can cook. Personally, I don't find the question offensive. Now, the article, Miss Klein here, claims that why is this question even relevant in this day and age? Shouldn't anyone by now be able to cook after all these, these interesting you know, uh, cooking recipes on, found on websites or social media and YouTube videos and all this stuff, people showing you how to cook? Why is this question even relevant? The, what the author of this article fails to understand is that if someone asks this in, on Tinder or Bumble, it doesn't necessarily have to be a serious question, first of all. It can be a sense of humor that the woman might not understand. Okay? Being playful and just asking, hey, can you cook? Like, for example, can you make me a cereal, a sandwich, or a fried egg, or pancakes? Okay, something simple. Anyone can cook and do that. Um, this can be just a gag because from my perspective the way i see tinder in this day and age not many people use the platform in a serious manner they just use it to blow off steam especially men who are fed up with uh, the current uh, situation where lots of women are never never satisfied or just don't know what it is that they want and we have covered that issue more often in my podcast and this is one of those cases where I have to say Tinder and Co. are not exactly a good example to underline this issue. However, this goes a little bit deeper. Um, just because we live in in a day in a, in a in a time where social media has become the standard in communication, that doesn't mean that everyone out there is actually cooking. Okay, why should they? Many singles are just too lazy, including men as well, not just women, okay? Both sides. If you're single, you don't want to cook because you just don't, just don't feel like it, you go to a fucking shopping mall and buy yourself a frozen pizza or a noodle package or canned food or anything else in that regard, microwave food, frozen food in general, whatever it is that you want. Some people cook once a week, once a month, and they like watching these, these YouTube channels sometimes because it's entertaining to watch other people cook. That's it. So it's a fair question if someone is asking a man or a woman, can you fucking cook? They should answer it respectfully and say either, yes, I can, or yeah, well, I'm halfway through. I'm not a good cook, but I do the best I can. That's it. Okay? That has nothing to do with the so-called cliche that men want uh, just a better housewife to serve and cook meals every fucking day. That's not true. Some men want that. That is correct. There are people out there who are just looking for a traditional housewife. That is true. I would not dispute that, okay? There is no reason to say otherwise. But claiming that most men are thinking exactly in this direction is nonsense. And I just explained that I think nothing else needs to be said. Thank you. But hey, I mean, this is a modern day era, right? So people can claim whatever the fuck they want and still be taken serious. Oh, well. Mm. There are more cliches here in this article. Don't worry, the article is not very long because it's not very bright or intelligently written in the first place. It's just... Um, combing up and collecting some old cliches that have been talked about for years and years on end. Uh, for example, the second topic here in this article is about money, of course. And uh, the author claims, 
Miss Klein here claims that many men are still not capable of accepting the fact that women can make more money than themselves. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure about that. It's not the issue about money. It's the character behind the money that makes the problem. Um, but you see, there is a certain... Look, if, if, if we're talking about successful women in this day and age, we have become managers, project managers, uh, sales managers, whatever, you know, executives of a company and directors. That is fine. They all have the right to be that successful. Why not? Make as much money as you can. It's perfectly fine. I get that. However, show me one woman at the top of your head that you know personally who would be satisfied with a normal douchebag clerk worker or salesman or construction site guy, whatever. Okay, warehouse dude like me, a failed artist like me, okay? Whatever. Just show me one woman successful in life who would be satisfied with a simple man. There you go. Case closed. All right? There are not many out there who would actually do that. They have higher standards. Higher standards mean that they're looking for something exceptional, as an exceptional man, someone who's very understanding, all these things. You know, I mean, we've had, I reported about, I talked about this in, in, a, in a podcast a while ago, many weeks ago, where I went uh, into detail, I think, onto many of these subjects where women are not satisfied with their, their choice of man because of so many different reasons and they're never satisfied. And I think there's truth to that, you know, especially when they're childless. And um, not saying, I'm not saying that every woman, uh, you know, who is pursuing a career and has no kids will morph into this machine or this, this wild beast who is never always just miserable and unhappy and just faking happiness to overcome her own sadness, all this kind of stuff. No, a lot of them do, but not all of them do. Not, not, not all women are going to turn into a cat lady when, they're, when they reach 60, okay? But I am still very, very skeptical when I read stuff like this that it, it's always drawn this ex extremely simple that men are afraid of, of successful uh, women. Um, it, that is not, that's not really, really the case. Some do, some, I actually have met men myself years ago who were not capable of accepting women on their own level. They could not see eye to eye with the individual. They always looked at them in a strictly, uh, you know, old fashioned sexual manner. That is correct. These people existed. They still exist today, but they do not form uh, the, the, the majority of men in society. I don't believe that. I think it used to be much, much, much worse because Miss um, Klein here is always, is actually more commonly using a comparison to the 1950s where, uh, you know, comparing men's way of thinking and cliche behavior to 1950s. I think that's even more unrealistic. The 1950s, they don't mean necessarily that women were treated like trash or a second-class citizen. It's not entirely correct. I would like to state my fact, my personal fact, if you will, that during the 1950s, yes, there were different roles that people played. Most women were housewives back then. True. This doesn't mean that a woman could not choose a career and become a doctor or become this and that. Uh, a, 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 some successful form of maybe not manager that that might be true but I would not say that women were locked up in jail in society that is not entirely correct I do know that many men back then did see women as their their play toy I think that's also where this thinking originally came from that men were mostly the providers, the, the workers, the, uh, the caretakers, you know, the handymen, the, the boss in the family and all that, that stuff. There was not really something equal 
going on in society overall. I'm not saying, however, that everyone behaved exactly the same way. Many men during the 1950s were raised to respect women, actually, to treat them well, not to hit them, not to cause any violence, not to disrespect them, but give them their freedom, what it is that they needed to be happy, and not just being the housewife, okay? I personally think it became much worse at the end of the 1960s when, um, let's say, the media and the fashion changed and became became more the center of attention in society overall and forming and shaping people into a direction that they never thought would be going. And then 1970s, starting from the 1970s over to the 1980s and 1990s, especially the fucking 1990s, that was the pinnacle of over-sexualization of women. Not this day and age. That was the day. That was the age. Just look at all the music videos that were produced back in those days. How much more sex could you fucking need in a song visually? Okay? Especially during this hip-hop era where all you saw was just basically a, a pair of tits bouncing around and some asses. Then some idiotic lyrics that made no fucking sense. And, and th this was the type of movement where I think these cliches played a major role in society, not the 1950s. I would even go as far as to claim that the crimes committed towards women were during the 80s and 90s much higher than the 1950s. I don't have any proof for that, that's true. I think lots of this evidence for these cases are missing since many of these crimes have not been reported. That might be the case, that might be true. I'm still claiming that the behavior and etiquette of people in that time was still different. And no one in that time was even allowed to walk around so, so uh, lusciously and loosely with short uh, clothes and short skirts and push-up bras and all that stuff. Of course, it looks good. It looks terrific on so many women. I get that. But it was not the case in the 1950s. Okay? So I don't like it, really, when people take the 1950s as the prime example of primitive men behavior. It's bullshit. It has nothing to do with that. The 1990s were the crime of everything. Just look around and ask any female artist trying to make a name for herself during the 1990s and they would bump into all sorts of problems of stereotypes of 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 bias of bigotry of uh, misogynistic behavior of course but that's what this time was famous for not just the most creative uh, uh, you know, a visually free and spiritually free society to express yourself in whichever way you want it. The industry of fashion, the industry of, of music, uh, movies, TV shows, all that, makeup, all this stuff, all these, these, these branches of, 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 of companies in society during the history of between 1980s and 1990s, they all made billions and billions and billions based on over-sexualizing teenagers and women, okay? Just think of Baywatch, for fuck's sake. Do I need to say more? And here we are in this day and age, women still comparing men to the 1950s. Fuck off. How much more dumb do you have to be? But, you know. I digress. We live in times where brains obviously don't matter anymore. So let's get back to the topic at hand. So I think the topic money is, I don't know. I think we can skip this. I think everyone knows what this is about. I don't think I have to go into detail here. This is just redundant and useless as it is. Let me just briefly read the rest of the other articles because I forgot a portion of it. I'll be right back. Okay, this one is going to be rather quick. At least I think it is. Uh, thank God for the pause button, eh? Oh, yeah. Well, um, third topic in this article is about reaching 30 and above, which means for many men that this woman, single, is still looking for a man 
as a father replacement or a real father and wants to have kids. And this is supposed to be a cliché? That's not a cliché. <laughs> What's wrong with these people? Are you kidding me? Where the fuck have you been all these years? This article, this is again an example that has been, this, this has been written simply out of defending the current situation of women. Not because it's true or anything like that, not because the claim is true or even fair in this regard. She claims that all, that not all, but many men are seeing women as danger when they've reached 30 and above and they're just looking for, they want to get married, they want to have kids. It's, it's the inner clock that is ticking and making them speak, not the mind itself or, you know, other reasons. Um, I think that this is not a cliche. I think this is true. And many men are scaring, uh, are being scared off from this behavior because um, what else are they supposed to do? We've all read these articles. We've all read the news. I told you about examples from my own private life, people I met personally and worked with who were tricked into becoming a father even though they didn't want to. Okay, so when, when, some, when a woman lays off the pill, let's say, in this case, look, to be fair, if some people get together and eventually over time during this dating period before they actually become a couple, the topic protection always drops. And if you don't talk about it, you're a fucking idiot. You talk about protection, okay? You want to take, you want to use condoms? If I don't trust a woman, I wouldn't even use condoms. I wouldn't even fucking fuck her. Okay, I wouldn't dare touch that woman. I'm, I'm not crazy. But many men are not thinking straight. I have, to, I have to admit that. They're horny. They want to have fun. They like the girl. You know, the girl looks hot. I get it. We've all been there. Fuck yeah. But um, in most situations, because it's convenient, many women take the pill. They don't like the pill. I'm not saying that everyone should. It's not about this kind of stuff. It's just about the matter of fact that after a certain period of time when you get together, condoms are not being used anymore. Both sides don't like to play around with the rubber. Okay, don't give me the shit that, that all women insist upon protection. That's not true. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these baby surprises, now would we? So if during this phase, the topic kids come up, and the husband, or not husband, but boyfriend, says, yeah, it's a bit too soon. We've only been together for, what, a year? Half a year? And all of a sudden, she forgot to take the pill. And lo and behold, there is a baby coming up. That is the danger that we have been hearing so, 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 so often in society. Not just in Germany, not just in America. We know the danger. And we know in which age this comes mostly. Between 30 and 40, that's when this topic is more popular for women. It's a fucking fact. I don't care what this article says. I know it's not true. You know it's not true. Um, it, this is not a cliche. This is real fucking life. If I meet a woman in that age and I recognize from her patterns that she is too clinging to someone to be liked to be attractive and whatnot. You can for sure think for yourself in that moment and be prepared to not let go of your own protection. Use fucking condoms for as long as you can if you have the feeling there is something fishy going on. And if the woman insists that you lay off those condoms and, you know, she takes the pill and takes care of everything else and she has no children, you know, you, if you have a car, drive as far away as you can. Okay? This article is just redundant in this topic because it serves absolutely no purpose to the truth. But it's funny that this has been written this year because maybe as a countermeasurement, this author wanted to, to try something else and to bite into this cliche a bit harder, a bit deeper, I guess, to make it more relevant 
to the readers who are out there and recognizing themselves in the articles saying like, yeah, I've been mistreated just the same way. Well, I don't think it's that simple. You know, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> but it's interesting to see that people are still trying to push into the 1950s with this uh, cliche here. Um, a, 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 she also writes that a, a, prince, a, a princess is looking for a king. Not a, not a prince. She's looking for a, a king, a protector, a boss, a mentor figure, an idol of sorts, you know, a master. Um, well, this is based on if, uh, if women are very emotional and maybe have even a very petite physique, maybe a high-pitched voice that come across as very cute and all that. She claims that many men cannot take them serious. You know, that, that is a claim I would let standing. I would be letting... Sorry, it's the wrong sentence. I, w- I would let go of that claim. I wouldn't attack it, okay? I won't dispute it. Um, there is truth to that. But that's based on psychology, not really about the physique. It's what the physique does to uh, a male brain in that moment. And there is a very strict biology behind that. There's a, there's a good reason, because if, if a woman comes across as fragile or helpless, let's say, then in Mother Nature, back in the old days when we were still baboons, okay, and we didn't jerk off to porn magazines, we had the job of protecting those women, those females, and make sure that they're doing just fine. Okay, otherwise, there wouldn't be any offspring. And in this day and age, um, this portion of the brain, I guess somewhere hidden in the neocortex, still believes or still thinks sometimes into this regard, that if we find or encounter such a cute individual fragile and you know very petite and polite maybe and whatnot all these little elements playing together a role into become either likable uh lovable perhaps but there is this protective quality that comes up in many men that is true i would not dispute that okay but i don't believe that many men really still believe in this day and age, that all women are exactly the same type of women when they are, when they come across with this, with these attitude, with these um, not not attitude, but attributes. That's what I was looking for. I think, I think it's easy to paint it that way. It does happen, of course, it does. But I wouldn't go as far as to say that many men still believe that, you know, these women are looking for a protector. And that this is the, the role that they have to play. Some do, yes, I get that. But this is a very old, old topic. And to pull it out even today and claiming that this is still, you know, irrelevant, eh, I wouldn't say that. I think it's more sexual when it comes to that. I don't think it's the role-playing game here that really matters. I think it's the sexual magnitude of it all between... Um, the fragile lady that can be taken by the wolf, if you will, a cute sheep, there's a wolf, he's horny, wants the sheep, that's what's going on, okay, that is the main thing that is going on in most men's head, because those women are very attractive to a majority of men, okay, it's not about being their protector, I think that is long gone from all men, I would say, that maybe 20%, if anything at all, think about, you know, being the protector to that woman. I personally wouldn't even want that. I'm not even a protector to my fucking self. You know, I'm, I'm not protecting anybody else, and I don't want to, okay? But I do find petite women a lot more attractive than I would find, like, you know, a six-foot-five woman, okay? They're not saying that all women... Uh, going uh, to to six foot or or above are not attractive, but there are certain differences that I would prefer, just like most men would prefer. And yes, that has something to do with old biology somewhere hidden in the brain, why we find women under certain circumstances attractive and why we don't. But, you know, 
I don't want to dwell on this too long, but it's just a matter of fact that that it is not that simple to just draw a line and say, okay, all men are like this and that's it, or most men still behave like that. Ah, I doubt that. I really doubt that. But the second part here is, um, well, still goes on into the other uh, direction. Okay, now this is going to be interesting because this is, a, in my opinion, a complete misinterpretation from the author. Absolutely complete misinterpretation. She claims that if, uh, if the situation was reversed, let's say, and not reversed, but if, if a petite woman would be replaced by a badass woman who behaves with a very dirty mouth, dirty uh, male-type humor, comes across as strong and and just um, uh, independent, let's say, or at least you know unbeatable to some degree, just just a, a different kind of woman, less feminine. Let's put it that way, okay? Just a, a kick-ass woman with a good sense of humor, like Jessica Jones. Let's let's put it that way, you know, in from the Marvel TV show. I think that's a good example, and some women do behave like that, which is fine. I have no no trouble with that. They're kind of fun, and. The author claims that lots of men, or most men, obviously, um, still believe or do believe that these women are too strong as an individual who can take on lots of pain, lots of trouble in their lives, who are not easily beaten, you know, can take just as many punches as a man can, and so forth, and so forth. And... um, you can do anything you want to them. It's not going to hurt them. I'm not saying that she claims that men are getting physically, you know, where. That's not what I mean. That's not what she means either. But it's the perception of become that strong women are just the just like this, or being perceived as this, and therefore uh, too strong to be maybe interesting for a man, which is not something that she has written. This is actually the the, the fun part. She just claims afterwards that who, who, whoever is reading this article, especially addressing men, can actually uh, claim that they do not think like this when they read the text. So this condescending bullshit is um, what I call a complete misinterpretation of, of, the, of, of this, this information. I think this is make-believe and not really based on real, real events or reality Overall, and the reason for that is that um, I don't think that many men actually see women that way. I personally don't. I've met lots of of women over the years through work or through friends who were behaving not like a fragile little princess. They behaved like they knew exactly what they were doing. They were loudmouthed. They were they had a nasty sense of humor. Um, they had a tough job, all this, this stuff, okay? They were fighting for their own freedom and, and, and stuff like that. That does not mean necessarily every man thinks that they must be a machine or an emotionless uh, a prick or something. That's not true. I think many men know exactly that there's somewhere a human soul inside, like every other person on the planet. When you press it too much or add too much pressure, the person's going to get hurt, just like everyone else does. Okay. I'm not sure why exactly she has written this stuff into the article, because it, it doesn't give any weight to her claim whatsoever. It's redundant. It's just there to fill in material, because she's obviously pissed. Okay, giving her reason to be more pissed, I guess. Uh, that's that's the, the only thing... I can think of that makes any sense because she doesn't even explain herself why men should think like this, where the evidence is, where the example is of her so-called expertise knowledge. Okay, so I think it's just hot air and just a lot of bullshit for the article to read because it's mainstream crap. Um, I have also met a woman once, just... As a as a as a filler here before I jump to the next topic, uh, she was a friend, not a close friend, just you know some affiliate from uh, from from a, a buddy of mine, who was behaving like a nympho. Okay, 
And the reason is she actually admitted herself during a party once that she was a diehard sex freak and that she needed that she needed dicks. Okay, she needed penises in that in that moment and that she needs it regularly, she needs it hard, she needs all this stuff. She was very outspoken about it, a complete loudmouth about this topic, not ashamed for anything. She knew exactly what she wanted, at least in regards to this topic. Let's let's put it that way. I don't I wouldn't go as far as to claim that she knew what she wanted, that she knew what she wanted from life. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't. I have met too many people to be able to uh, to see past this. Okay, it's mostly just a facade, especially uh, on on many women these days, unfortunately. But I guess it's just the way it is for now, anyway, for the next twenty years for sure. But at least she was outspoken about the sexual topic because she was fine with it. Okay, and she found over the years, uh, various different kinds of, of men for, for a partnership, for relationship. And uh, if she wasn't sexually satisfied, I think there was a reason why she dumped him. I don't think it was the other way around because she was fast enough to pull the gun if something wasn't really you know, going her way. And her boyfriend back at the time who was not her boyfriend anymore, but he was attending the party and sitting right next to her while she was spewing out all this information after just maybe one or two beers. And uh, she said, yeah, I don't care what people think of me. I want sex. I want this. I want that. It has to be nasty. It has to be rough. And if I don't get it, then I'm, I'm frustrated. Perfectly normal claim. You know, it's a bit weird to hear that at a party. But still, you know, it's, it's her right to say that. And you could, I could see from observation alone, the reaction of her boyfriend was not exactly the positive one, because he didn't want to talk about this topic um, during the party in front of friends. This is a private matter, okay? So this is one of the reasons, personally, I think some men would shy away from a woman like that who is too loudmouthed. First of all, because private information that is not meant for everyone's ears can be spewed out into the open. That is a liability. It's a liability to you as a person. It can be a liability for you at your workplace, depending on how far the information can reach. It doesn't have to be necessarily sexual. It can be something else too. Okay? Um... It goes the other way around as well. Many women don't like it when men are just, you know, talking out of out of their personal experiences from all sorts of, 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 of areas in their life. There are some certain things you just shouldn't mention to other people, especially about private stuff, right? So when you turn this the other way around and you say, well, okay, men have trouble with, you know, loud and outspoken, uh, you know, rough women... Yeah, it's not about the roughness. It's about the liability that they bring to the table. It's about giving away information to people that shouldn't be given away in the first place. So how convenient is that for you as a man? Do you feel comfortable in your skin with a person like that? I personally wouldn't. It's fun to be friends with a woman like that for laughs, for for gags, maybe for, you know, hanging out sometimes for a beer, stuff like that. I wouldn't dare pull that woman into my private life too much to do more than just friendship. Absolutely not. That is something that this article is missing because obviously, like I said, Miss Klein is not really thinking outside of the box. That being said, I am going to... Uh, is there a next part in this article? Because I don't know. I have to check the text. Uh, no, that is actually it. That is everything that this article is giving to me, which is fine. I, uh, like I said, this is not exactly a, uh, uh, an interesting, mind-blowing topic. It's just a filler for people who have nothing else to do in their lives, I suppose, and start talking about this stuff or writing about nonsense. Um, the topic at hand is still unchanged. Women are going their way. 
men are going theirs. And it seems like this article has been written because this development is not very positive to begin with for the side of women. 30 years old, 40, 50, hitting the fucking wall. That's the topic that scares them, right? That's just, um, look, there is no nice way to talk about this. No one is going to make this go away. We can't just ignore stuff like this and pretend that it's all just someone else's fault. It is not. It never was. This is a development that they wanted. It is fine. Okay. Edgy women can do whatever they like. Uh, they, They have a right to exist just like every other person has the right to be the way they want to be. But the expectations about life are on a completely different stratosphere at this point. Every one of us has expectations. I would have, if I still would be out in the dating world, which I'm not, and I'm not looking forward to it, even if I'm moving to a different part of town, different area, I really don't want to meet anybody in that town. I just don't. Further away, yeah, maybe. Wouldn't mind. But um, no, sorry, dating has become a strain. Dating has become frustrating. Dating has become disappointing. Dating has become unnerving and unnecessary. It's a nuisance. It has become a nuisance because I have stated this so many times. It's obvious that most women don't know what it is that they want. They don't. It doesn't matter if they claim, oh, successful women cannot be taken serious anymore by other men. Oh, yes, they are being taken serious. But for different reasons. Not because they're successful, but because men often get the feeling that they're not enough for the person. You cannot tell me that a successful woman or most women out there by by now in today's standards would even would ever change their mind in 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 their different in their own personal uh, uh, vision of how their partner should be like look like act like okay they have high expectations and they're not shying away from that and they would never back down or find a compromise okay and those who do well they always look like they're not satisfied they always look like they missed out on something else. Now, I'm not saying that all of them are exactly the same. I always state this in all of my podcasts. It's not 100% of the women out there, but there is a trend that is still being developed forward. And that is a problem in society. And I got to tell you, depopulation is happening faster than you can think. More individual freedom for so many people What else is there to expect? Women want everything these days, but they want their freedom. They never want to give up on their freedom. So even if they find a partner, how the fuck is this supposed to work? When is the man supposed to be there for them? And when does he have to walk away for the next two or three days to leave them alone? This equation will never work out. It will never work out in society. It's never going to happen. What is going to happen is that more men and more women will stay alone. That's just a given, okay? It doesn't have to be like this. Lots of people out there are getting, you know, still getting married or uh, can celebrate a longer relationship, you know, like 10 or 20 year anniversary and are happily together with, with or without the ring. It doesn't matter. But these things do happen. It doesn't mean that this is a positive trend for everyone. And I think we don't have to claim anything else. We know that it's not true. There is too much information out there. There's too much experience that you can make for yourself. It's, it is, in this day and age, it really is not easy to be a man. Okay? But I claim, and I know I'm right, because many men are the example, including myself, you can take care of yourself. You can live above those expectations from other people 
in the only way how is to not give a fuck. You get further in life if you just don't care. That's exactly what you should be doing. You care about yourself. You care about your health, that you're doing well, that you're, you're doing, that your family, whoever is left in your family anyway, is doing fine. You take care of your friends if you need to. You follow your dreams, your passions, your wishes, your projects, your work, whatever makes you happy. The center of your life, and I said this so many times, should not be another person. That makes zero sense. It never makes sense unless you give in completely to the idea that the other person is your perfect match and your other half that you've been looking for for so many, so many, so many years. Like your soulmate and other bullshit nonsense. Okay? The truth is, and I've, I, I see this everywhere, okay? I've, I've met a woman once from work also, because, you know, I spend a lot of time in that company. Um, she doesn't work in our company anymore. She works uh, somewhere else, different kind of, of branch this time, different kind of, of uh, different kind of, or different part of a, the, the economy. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I remember her being at work very, very, very playful with a certain co-worker. Let's put it that way. Because he, he was like, you know, sexually an absolute tank of a guy i say this without being jealous or anything i just it's fine i get it the guy's cool he's hot he's got something between his legs that some women want it's fine it happens i don't i envy them sometimes but i'm not jealous okay whoever is successful my hat is off to you it's fine i don't care about that i i personally think i can live above those those primitive uh, thoughts, um, but nonetheless, it was pretty obvious that there there was something going on between the two. The funny thing is, however, that the woman was actually engaged. Okay, she had a boyfriend. That much I absolutely know. And she uh, probably I can't be I I have no proof. I really do not. It's only I could assume that she betrayed her boyfriend on more than one occasion, to try out different things for herself, then end that chapter and go back to her boyfriend for real and stay with him. Uh, lots of women have been doing this. Uh, lots of men have done the same thing. It's, it's not a secret. It's not like the biggest crime in the world. But this is what, you know, society has become, I would say. <laughs> this is a part of it anyway. So um, the funny thing is here, the reason why that happened, or is still happening with other people around us, is quite interesting. Um, under certain circumstances, let's say, um, I, I don't remember correctly when that was, but I accidentally met both of them somewhere in town. Uh, my, my female co-worker back then and her boyfriend. And... Um, I got to tell you, the boyfriend is a very nice guy, a very nice gentleman, no joke about that. However, he does, he does come across as a complete soft cake, you know, like a handkerchief. He doesn't resemble the traditional role of a man, okay? I'm not saying that he's, he's nothing alpha male material, not even close. He was beta male, and he probably still is. And you could see from the behavior that she was the boss in that relationship and that this was exactly something that she was looking for and feels comfortable with. Now, I personally have nothing against that. It's not about that. I'm not judging or anything. I'm just describing what I saw and describing what I experienced. So my, my question often was, um, probably in the time of the playful behavior at work with a coworker, I can assume, like I said, I do not know this to be true. I've talked to people who know them personally, privately, and some claim that they have seen them together on more than one occasion, uh, fumbling with each other, you know, being actually really sexually active, 
not fucking at work or anything like that. But, uh, you know, maybe some, some kissing, some, you know, touching boobs and stuff like that. This kind of stuff. I haven't seen it myself. I have seen close physical contact, however. So that did take, that did took place. I just don't know how far it went. Uh, nonetheless, if a person, no matter if uh, man or woman, is dedicated to their boyfriend or girlfriend, this behavior is inappropriate under any circumstance. It is not appropriate. So if this is an option to be playful to someone else, to be sexually attractive, that's not just testing your environment and your limits or your self-worth, you know, but it's actually looking for something that you can't get at home. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing this. Um, you know it's true. There's, there is no point to say anything else. Okay, that's redundant. So let's stick to the facts here. And um, I, th I think one of the reasons why that happened is, first of all, the guy I was mentioning, my co-worker who was, you know, uh, having fun with that woman, uh, was a, a fairly decent, really attractive guy. I have to be honest here. That I cannot say that he was ugly. Of course not. But he also had money in the bank. That much I know. I know this for a fact for many different kinds of reasons. I cannot give away too many, too much information because it's possible that someone of these guys are listening and they know exactly that I'm talking about them. I don't want that. The key feature is, however, money in this case. And I think that sometimes a certain individual is playing around with the idea, what if I leave my boyfriend and spread my legs for that motherfucker because the bank is safe? Well, um, I think that is a possibility. But for some reason, this woman, after a while, backed off completely. So something happened between the two. There was less contact at work, less fooling around, less playing around. So something must have happened. Otherwise, this stuff just, just doesn't go away from one day to the next. Of course, there is a chemistry here. Okay, they like each other. Something is going on. But all of a sudden, the boyfriend, the real boyfriend, became more important. A year later, she got pregnant. Okay? So, I don't know what's up with, with that person in particular. I wanted to bring this up as an example because I'd like to, to, to uh, address the issue to be careful with the person that you're meeting. Um, I think her boyfriend is extremely gullible. A kind guy, no joke. He's an absolute stunning human being. I don't think he would harm anyone. Okay, so he's just a nice dude. A guy you would like to have as a friend or even a relative. But gullible and trusted her with everything. You know, never, probably never even thinking that she would betray him. And I'm sure that she did. I can't prove it, but I'm sure that she did. So underneath it all, I'm saying with this example that women have so many possibilities to test their environment, always for a specific reason. Not because of love, but because of social status, money, security, um, uh, um, uh, um how attractive they can become to someone else. There is self-worth, self-esteem, gratification, lots of gratification. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this bullshit here on, on, on social media and OnlyFans and only dorks and, and cocksuckers who have nothing else to do but click on these fucking buttons and watch these people dance. Christ. You know, and well, uh, testing, testing your limits. How far can you go? Which decision will give me the best result? There is not one person on the planet. I've never met one woman. One. One. Who did not think in this kind of pattern. Not one. There's always this issue about 
How comfortable can I live? What about money? What about security? What about this? What about that? The term love gets lost in all these equations way, way in the background because this is the new norm, the world we live in since the last 20 years for fucking sure, if not even longer. Okay, and now we read articles this uh, this year at least that claim that men are still thinking in in the 1950s box. Oh, really? Well, maybe men are just waking up and not playing along anymore. How about that? That could be an idea. Maybe men are just testing their environment just the same during dating because they know exactly where this is going to go. And they want to be careful, they should be careful, they stay careful. And if, if a woman comes across as not trustworthy, they run. Maybe not run, but they walk with pride away because they don't need this shit. And that is something I personally believe anyone should be proud of. Do not fall into a trap. Do not. Stay true to yourself, as usual. Now, as a closing argument, since I'm reaching almost one hour of talking here and my voice is starting to break up, um, it doesn't mean that you cannot find a decent person out there. I'm just saying that it is very, very, very difficult to find one that might be thinking in, in, this, in these dimensions about security, about, you know, having, is this partner an ideal father? Uh, can he provide? Uh, even if he doesn't provide, can he be comfortable with me being partially a provider for our family? Um, is, where do I stand with this? You know, is he, is he, uh, do I want to be with this person for the next 20 or 30 years? Do I feel safe? Do I feel comfortable? Is he good enough for me sexually? Is it, does he, you know, yada, yada, yada. All these patterns, all women think like that. All of them do. They think ahead far too much and create their own master plan. However, it is still possible to find a woman who might think in this direction, but ultimately is still focused on what she feels for someone. And, well, you know, if, if someone really loves another person, you will make sacrifices, for sure. Men are willing to do that because they don't want to be alone. Many of them don't want to. Not all men are like me who just don't care anymore, but many men want to have you know, someone to love and to be loved by. And that goes the other way around as well. But we have been playing this game for far too long and it's really getting frustrating for these kinds of individuals to actually find each other who would be compatible to live together in peace and harmony and just enjoy life. You know, with all the other distractions in the middle of this, it's hard to find exactly that what you're looking for. So I'm saying it is possible, but just be fucking careful. Really be careful. Because any person that is worth it to be together with is willing to open up completely to you to make you understand who she is and why, to give you all the right reasons to trust her or to not trust her. But no games. Okay? We're not playing hide and seek anymore. It's not necessary to fuck everything that moves out there. But it is necessary to do everything that you can out there in order to find your personal freedom and happiness. Amen, motherfuckers. My name is Dean Laxer, and I'm a proud Sigma male, if I may use this description. And I like being alone. I like it. Sometimes it's tough. I got to admit that. I have my moments where, you know, life is maybe not that joyable, not that fun anymore, not that interesting sometimes. But I have a plan behind my back that might work in my favor or might not. Who knows? But I'm not bending and stretching and killing myself for another person. Another person that obviously doesn't deserve me and might not deserve you as well. Difficult times, but there's always a solution. And that solution is don't give up. <laughs> 
Do whatever you want. Just try to be happy. And uh, I'm going to link this article with the podcast in case you want to read it. You can use Google Translator to get most of the sense of it all. Um, that's it. I'll be back some other time. I'm sorry for talking so long. If you've bared with me for all this time, thanks a lot. I do not make any money with this podcast. I don't think I'll ever will. But uh, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> It's, it's good therapy. Let's put it that. Let's put it that way. Uh, take care, you guys. Stay healthy. Stay kind. Stay cool. Stay focused. And I wish you a beautiful weekend. Tune in next time when I'm going berserk on society once more. Good night and sleep tight, guys. Bye-bye.